Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Jan Gale. Hi, Jan. Hi, thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you and nice to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, I love to talk about writing and stories and books, so this is a great opportunity. Oh, awesome. Good. Good. So, um, Jan, your your first novel um, was that Live and Love Again. Yes, it was. And when did you write that? So I actually had to do a little bit of math on that. Um, so it was it uh, was published in uh, 2016. And based on kind of a timeline I could come up with, I think I probably started it in uh, in the middle of 2014. Unfortunately, that's based more on logic than real memory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember most about that book was how easy it was to write and how quickly it became a story. Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. Oh, so was that the first like novel that you ever wrote? It was, yeah. That I I really hadn't written any fiction in my job. I do a lot of writing, but I've never written any fiction prior to that. So um, I think it went so quickly because I had no idea what I was doing. So I wasn't trying to fit everything into some sort of perfect structure. It was just the story was just kind of coming out. Okay, all right. And and so I read somewhere that you wrote that book on a dare. Um, I think that has actually become maybe more of a story than it actually is. I, I, I want to call it more of a uh, encouraging challenge than than actually a dare. Uh, a dear friend of mine who I served uh, with on my very first duty assignment, um, he, he tells these amazing stories and I was teasing him and telling him he should write this stuff down. It's just great. And he kind of threw it back at me and was like, no, you, you're the story writer. You should write it. And uh, so it was kind of enough to make me go, well, let me see if I can. And and that's kind of how it started. Wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of kind of perfect timing, I think. Yeah, that's really awesome. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about Live in Love again? Um, yeah, it is a story of um, uh, two women uh, who are uh, kind of fighting their own independence. Uh, one has recently lost her uh, significant other, and uh, she she really is kind of struggling. And uh, she meets this uh, woman who is a, uh, a professional woman uh, who just is so into her work, who doesn't really want to let someone in. And, of course, uh, the uh, the true love story comes through the challenges that they kind of uh, struggle through to figure out that that they are meant for each other. So, yeah, it's a it's it's a great feel good story. Um, and as I said, it, it, it might not feel fit all of the perfect story structures, um, but I, I really am endeared to the character. And I think that's what most people are uh, enjoy most about that book is the the characters are, are really people you can like. They're flawed. Uh, but they're they're good people. Uh, that's great. That's really nice. Uh, it's always nice to read a nice love story and have a happy ending, right? Right, for sure. Yeah. So, um, your uh, your second book was also published in 2016. Um, so, how did that happen? Do you did you like write it immediately after Live in Love Again, or had you written it before? Uh, or? 
Yeah, actually, I did. I, I wrote them back to back. I had so much fun writing the first story. I'm like, this is just fun. I, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can create two new characters. And the truth is, both of them were actually finished before Bold Strokes picked me up. So it it, it kind of um, uh, they, they actually were willing to pick up both books um, at the same time. So, yeah, they were kind of ready to go back to back. And, uh, and it, it was kind of just a, <clears throat> a great opportunity, I think, for both of us, the publisher and me, um, that they had an author who had two books ready to go right off the bat. Wow, that's so cool. So how did you choose Bold Strokes? Um, well, you know, uh, a, a lot of people ask, you know, how do you find a publisher? And, um, you know, obviously, uh, the LBGT, uh, community is kind of a niche all by itself. So I was looking for someone who published, uh, specifically for the gay community and they kind of rose to the top and I sent out a couple of different inquiries and, uh, bold strokes came back right away saying, Hey, we're, we're interested in your story. And I had just sent the first one. But in the inquiry, I did indicate that I have two stories and that they were obviously similar. The writing would, would have been, you know, similar. So they knew that there were two stories available. And so, um, yeah, that it kind of was just, you know, I, I, I picked them because they were such a, a big name. And I was fortunate enough that they, they agreed that I would be a good fit, fit for them. Oh, that's awesome. How was the, the waiting for their decision? How did that go for you? Well, that, yeah, that was a real challenge. In fact, uh, after I sent the, submitted the uh, story, um, the editor came back, uh, the senior editor came back and said, hey, um, can you give us uh, some time to read this um, beyond the time that, uh, uh, actually, uh, I think I sent a note saying, hey, uh, I haven't heard from you. I'd like to send it somewhere else if you're not interested. And she actually asked, hey, can you give us a little bit more time? So it actually took longer than perhaps, uh, you know, maybe your standard, I, I guess, not knowing a lot about what the standard is. So it was kind of a, a little bit antsy, but I'm fortunate enough that I wasn't relying on my writing to, you know, help help me make a living. You know, I have a, a, a full-time job and this was a, a lot of fun. Um, granted, the, you know, the, the money's great too, but you know, having a publisher was just, you know, having someone wanting to publish your book is just it, super exciting. Oh, sure it is. That's great. That's like, uh, you know, I mean, that's every writer's dream. Exactly. Yeah. So um, are you are you currently working on anything? I am uh, actually writing a story right now that um, doesn't quite fit into kind of what uh, Bold Strokes uh, has branded me or how I've kind of branded myself, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, they do have a current story that will be published uh, in January of 2022 that I, I recently um, secured all the paperwork for. And I can't really talk about that one too much, but I'm writing a story that's, uh, like I said, kind of outside of, of my standard. It is a lesbian romance, but it's a historical fiction. And, um, you know, once you begin to have a brand, it's kind of hard to go outside that and, and expect much popularity. But this story just has to be written. I'm not exactly sure, you know, what I'm going to do with it. Um, I, I'm really proud of it. I think it's some of the best writing I've done. So I may try to push uh, push the publisher outside their comfort zone if, mm -hmm. if I can. Mm -hmm. If not, 
it might just be a story that I that I have to write and you know share with my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. But um, other than the historical fiction, you do have another book coming out with Bold Strokes in January. I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. That's yeah. Great. That's awesome. And you had um, you had a third book published, right? I don't want to miss that one. Um, yes, I do. Um, it um, it fell kind of outside of what you would call uh, your traditional romance and more of what I think is described as a contemporary love story because the, the, the two, the, the two protagonists were already in a relationship. Uh, so they kind of struggle through, through their relationship and, and experience some challenges. Uh, but they, it, it's not she meets she and, and live happily ever after that kind of fits into the standard genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a love story. Okay. So it's about two women who they're already in their own relationships, but they they meet each other. Is that right? No, no. They're already together. They're oh, already, they're, uh, they're actually already together and, uh, and are actually struggling with the decision about whether to have a child or not. So oh, that, okay. yeah, that's, it's kind of a family's love story. Well, then that's an appropriate name, right? Isn't it called New Life? New life, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great name for that. So, um, all right, awesome. So you have some fun stuff coming out soon. Um, yeah, yeah. The the next story, uh, as I said, I can't talk m- much about uh, the story itself, but it will be uh, it it will be more of a traditional girl meets girl uh, romance story. Okay. So, would you ever consider stepping out of your romance genre? Um, yeah, you uh, you know I I I would and kind of as I said um, you 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 get I guess kind of pigeonholed uh, as a writer and uh, I think readers begin to expect a certain thing from you and uh, for me that's a bit of a challenge because I I really do want to explore some other things mm-hmm. for example this this historical fiction is just really exciting for me mm-hmm. uh, it was fun to do a lot of research it's set here in New Mexico where I where I live mm-hmm. and I actually traveled to the location where it's set and did some um, did did some research walking around studying it so that's that's definitely an exciting era uh, um, genre for me but also uh, I would love to do some suspense or some thriller type stuff but I'm just not sure it you know it kind of fits with the with what my my publisher has in mind so you know for, for now I'll probably just stick with the, with the you know, romance, traditional romance, and uh, and see how long I continue to enjoy doing that. Okay. I know that um, sometimes when folks step out of their traditional, you know, genre or whatever they've, they've branded themselves with, they will write under another name. Um, yeah, and that's definitely uh, a possibility. Um, and in something that, like I said, I may try to Try to see if I can push that a little bit if this book turns out to be as good as I hope it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know even with Bold Strokes, like some of the authors who have like really well established, been around for years and years, um, will write in different genres. Like I'm thinking of Ali Valley in particular. Um, right. She'll write um, some, you know, uh, contemporary romance novels. Um and and then you know she writes this whole devil series you know that's just so so different than her right yeah um 
So, you know, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a possibility that I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep in mind as I as I continue to explore different options. Oh, cool. Good. Good for you. That's great. That's exciting. That's like I, I would think it's a way to keep things fresh, too. Yeah, it is. I, I, I think for me, um, I can kind of come back to the, the love stories. But, uh, you know, just kind of experimenting with different stuff. is It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, um, so Jam, what do you think was your hardest scene to write? Um, you know, I, I don't know that I can really pinpoint the hardest scene. I ha- I have a favorite scene, which is in, in my second story. Um, it's, it's a scene where the, uh, the protagonist is actually being attacked by, uh, uh, a guy who is, um, who is an ex-boyfriend and uh it's just i i can really i really felt like i could get into that scene and even when i read it today i sometimes i'm like dang did i write that that's some good stuff but um (laughs) but um i don't think that i can really pinpoint a hardest scene i will say that writing sex scenes is actually uh kind of challenging as people get tangled and body parts get tangled Mm -hmm. it's 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 a challenge to keep to make sure that you're not confusing your reader with who who's who's talking or who's where and who's doing what Uh, i know it's that sounds kind of weird but it it becomes really kind of a challenge you can kind of think through in your head how things are going but you're like am i conveying that accurately um so that i think interestingly enough might be the harder parts to write yeah. Yeah. No, I can see how that would be. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you you don't want to be I mean, a, a real no, no is changing point of views. Right. Like that. Exactly. Uh, what is a head? What's it called? Head swapping or something? Yeah. Yeah. To, the, the reader kind of gets, yeah. you know, confused as to who's talking or whose whose perspective you're viewing it from. So yeah. and, and it's kind of um, you kind of want to tell it from both sides and you really have to stay stay focused on one um character at a time and so that it is it is a bit of a challenge yeah i'll I'll bet when you're having you know you're trying to really describe this intimate situation um that you know it takes two (laughs) (laughs) right exactly yeah 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 i can see where that would be difficult Yeah. yeah so um you you're writing romance novels um is that your favorite genre to read? Um, I actually uh, have a really eclectic reading palette. I think I I um, I enjoy a good romance, and I and there's some historical fictions that that I really enjoy. But um, I I I will actually read almost anything, and I actually like some real kind of deeper literature, maybe. Um, but it's fun to read those romances for just like the you know, your guilty pleasure, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I would say I enjoy it very much, but I, I'll read pretty much anything. Okay, all right. So um, who's your favorite? I- so I don't want to put you on the spot with your fellow author. So who's your favorite non-LGBTQ author? <laughs> um, oh, geez, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll probably kind of fall back into the cliche and 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 go with uh, Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice. Um, 
you know, that's a classic. Uh, and so I can't go wrong with that response. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I would also say I'm a huge Stephen King fan, which is also a bit of a guilty pleasure. So um, uh, it's to kind of both extremes, this great classic author and then, you know, kind of this huge best-selling author. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I will read a variety of different genres. Well, that's great. That's great. Cause, you know, like I, um, Radcliffe always says, you know, you have to, you have to read what you write. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I have spent many hours reading fellow bold stroke authors. We, we have, uh, this great opportunity to read the manuscripts of our fellow authors. And so, you, you you really do need to to make sure that you're kind of in line with the genre and uh, and you're learning from those who have more experience and uh, and that's actually a great opportunity they allow us to to read the other authors' works for for free so so I take advantage of that. That's great, really. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I would think. Um, yeah, yeah, to stay on top of what's going on and to learn and keep keep your mind open. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so, um, a lot of authors make use of beta readers, um, you know, who is, um, just for our listeners, a beta reader is someone who, uh, would read, um, either the complete novel before it goes to the publisher or, you know, maybe chapter by chapter or a few chapters, um, and just gives feedback to the author. Um, so I'm wondering if you have a beta reader, um, is your spouse your beta reader? Do you share your work with your spouse? Um, so um, the, the, the short answer is yes, um, but my <laughs> spouse is actually, I call her uh, my muse. Oh. Um, I don't think she has read any of my books cover to cover. Really? But along, yeah, I know, right? But along the way, I've either read to her a, a, a portion, or or she's read a section and advised me on, you know, oh, here's what I think this character would do. And in fact, the the first story, she she basically provided the ending for me. Uh, so she's there, right there with me in every single story. She knows exactly what's going on because I think I need I always need to kind of talk it through because mm -hmm. um, I'm more of a planner. I'm not one of those who just kind of sits down and it it all comes out. I kind of have to plan it through. And so she's there, hearing it all and talking through it all with me. But her sister is what I would call my, my beta reader. She, she's just this, um, she reads, uh, faster than any person I've ever known. And, um, she, she's the one who comes back and says, well, this was awkward or that was weird or that person didn't sound real, but I love this other part. And I felt like I could feel what you're doing here. So yeah, she's the one who, who provides kind of that beta reader feedback for me. That's awesome. Is yeah. She, is yeah. She, is she a lesbian or is she straight? She's straight. That's so cool. Um, I knew you were going to say that. And I was like, that is awesome that she reads your... But she, and, and she actually has highly complimented me on the sex scenes. Um, <laughs> she, she's like, you know, I can't always put myself in those shoes exactly, but I could... I can experience it through your writing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty huge to me, I think for a, you know, a straight person to be like, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. She's, she's pretty awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. 
it's it's great that you have her. That's a nice sister-in-law, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty great. Her, uh, she's actually um, her. She turns up in uh, in the story in story number two. She's the sister of one of the protagonists, and um, her name, it, it, you know, is uh, Christy. And we call her Chicky because one of her uh, nieces used to call her Christ, uh, Chicky instead of Christy. Aww. And so in the story, I actually give the character that same nickname. Um, and so she she was so happy when she gets to read about herself in, in one of the stories. And I mean, the character is obviously very loosely based on her as a person, but her name is there and the reference to her being Chicky. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That's really cool. That is um there aren't many chicks or chickies in the world, really. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I had a a woman that I knew. Her, uh, I, I think she just hung out with my my brothers, and her sister was a friend of my mom's. And uh, but her name was Chick, and uh, she was uh, my sponsor for confirmation. I, I remember that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that is cool. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, that's, that's nice. So, um, you are a planner, not a pantser. Right. Uh, and, and do you think, um, I was going to ask you if your military career influenced your writing. Do you think in that way it has, like, are you more of a strategist and, you know, you, you go in with a, a war plan and, uh, going <laughs> to attack this? Uh, well, I'm not sure that I would, I, I, I think that might just be my personality. I tend to kind of be a planner anyway, okay. the military, perhaps, you know, whether, you know, it's kind of that chicken and the egg, whether I went into the military to get structure or structure, I was structured. So I went to the military. I think, I think it's the latter. Um, and I, I, and it's kind of like you were saying before. You write. You definitely write what you know. Um, the first, the first book, the the main, the main, I suppose, main protagonist is kind of with two female characters. It's hard to say which is a main character and which is not. But um, the character that uh, kind of drives the story is uh, is is prior military, and uh, she has a very a very similar characteristics, I'd say, to to myself. And then uh, I've actually written another story, and as I said, a bit. It didn't quite fit uh, what Bold Strokes wanted for my for my brand, but the entire story is built on uh, two uh, military characters who get to be out uh, after Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and, uh, and and so yeah, I'd say for sure it it hugely influences you know, kind of what I write about. I still today work for the Air Force, even though now I'm a civilian. So I'm surrounded by the military, uh, you know, and have been for my entire adult life. So it kind of makes up who I am. Oh, great. So you were in the Air Force then? Yes. Okay. Yep. 20 years active duty. And then and then uh, the last uh, 13 now uh, as a civil servant. Wow. I didn't realize that. So um, what did you do in the, the military? Um, so it always sounds so much sexier than it actually is, but I was, <laughs> I was an intelligence officer. Uh, and so, um, basically what I did was I provided targeting data for aircraft that were, uh, engaged and particularly, uh, for example, I can, I can talk about like, uh, in Iraq, mm -hmm. we were, we were given locations of, you know, conflict situations and we developed targeting packages so that the, the air crew, 
then knew where to to strike properly. And so, I mean, that's a, kind of a short version of of what I did in the Air Force. Okay. So you're are you were you like one of those people who are um, like at a screen? looking at what's going on, looking for hot spots, telling the, the pilots where to go? Well, um, actually, no, okay. I'm, I'm kind of, I was kind of behind the scenes. Okay. Uh, we're, we, we, we were pre-planning what we already knew prior to like things happening and us seeing it real time. But, okay. but I definitely know a lot of people who, who were in the, that situation. So you had, you had the intel, you had the info that. Yeah, we had kind of the, Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty a pretty sexy job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, you know how that that goes. It it always sounds much better than it actually is when you're down in the dirt doing it. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, that's that's any job, I think, right? <laughs> exactly. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so well, that's great. So were you? Um, is that how you ended up in New Mexico? Um, actually I retired from active duty in Utah and, uh, I was, uh, my, my last assignment, which is by far the, my favorite, I was an ROTC instructor at the university of Utah and it was just, yeah, it was just, it was just a kind of a, an amazing opportunity because here I am at the end of my career, kind of like, okay, yeah, this has been good, but you know, time to go on. And I have all these young people that are so excited about their their the adventure they're about to step into, and it was just like hugely uh, motivating and rejuver- rejuvenating for me as a kind of a senior officer to be working with these young people. So uh, it was a great opportunity to 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 kind of finish my career with kind of a bang, if you will. But then um, <laughs> well, your I, whole I, career yeah. was kind of a bang, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, yes, that's true. Um, but then when I, uh, you know, when I retired, I knew, you know, I wasn't ready, to, uh, you know, t- timing wise and, and fiscally, it wasn't smart for me not to keep working. And, and I knew I wanted to stay out West. So uh, a, a, a civilian job opportunity presented itself in New Mexico. And that's how we, that's how we moved here. And, and uh, when we first got here, we we weren't sure we were going to really like it. But now I don't think there's anywhere that either one of us would uh, would ever live instead of here. We just we love it here. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. It's it's nice. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really yeah. The, the, I think that, I mean, there's culturally, it's very diverse. So that's, yeah. that's kind of fun, mm-hmm. you know, just ha- having a lot of different kind of people and cultures mixed together, mm-hmm. but also like the, the weather, it's like almost always perfect. Yeah. There's some times in the summer where it gets just a little too hot. There's some times in the winter where you're like, Oh Jesus, it's a little colder than I want, but it's for the most part, I mean, it's kind of ideal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, I had this really uh, strange experience in New Mexico. I think, I think we were at, like maybe outside of Santa Fe or something, and it started snowing. Um, and I don't think it was expected, right? Like it was, okay. It just turned cold. So we were headed up to the Puye Ruins. I've heard of it, but never been there. Yeah. So it's like, um, like these dwellings that were built into the mountains, like you know, centuries but, ago. But- Pueblo community yes, type yep. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we got up there, it was so warm. Like, these people knew what they were doing. Like, it was so warm up there. We had to take our jackets off, and we were just in T-shirts. Like, um, the difference. And you would think it would just be the opposite, right? Um, right. No, they were definitely building for the for the environments that they lived in. That, yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it was really awesome. It really was. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
So, um, so do you do you believe in this thing called writer's block? Like, do you think it's a real thing? Huh. That uh, that's an interesting question. Um, I think I believe for me, writer's block kind of translates into not very good writing instead of not writing at all. Um, I think I have some phases where I'm like, oh man, this is just not flowing. It's just not coming out right. And I'll I'll have to edit it several times to kind of get it to work. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever feel like I've had it at a time where I just, I can't get something to come. And I, and I'm, and maybe just maybe my style, because maybe I, maybe I don't sit down to write until I kind of know what it is I want to write. So, so I suppose people probably based on their style and, and kind of how the stories come to them, it it might have a different impact. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard anyone um, explain it that way. That, that really makes sense that, right, you sit down the right and it's just not flowing. There's no flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you, I kind of know what I want to write and I can kind of put it on the paper, but you read it later and you're like, oh, that's just bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great way of explaining that. Um, you know, I've, I've heard some people say, yeah, they have experienced writer's block where they just um, – uh, you know, some people say they sit down to write and nothing comes to them, even though they have an idea. And other people say, well, for me, writer's block is I just I don't have a fresh idea, you know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I do struggle with that a little bit, but I kind of experiment with like um, I do these little uh, writing challenges, uh, especially recently. I've kind of done more of them. Um, I, I've never, I've not actually been successful in winning any large amounts of money, but like it, it, it they're short story challenges. And I think that kind of keeps, keeps me, make, makes me keep writing, if you will, at times where you think, oh, maybe I'll just give it a break for a while. I don't really want to do that because I think that, you know, if you're, you're not doing it, you're not staying fresh and good at it. Mm-hmm. So I think that these little short stories kind of help as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got to hone your skills. It's like, um, you know, I always use basketball as an analogy, but if you're if you're playing basketball and you're not, you know, practicing your skill sets, then you're not going to get better at it. Um, exactly. You might actually get worse at it. Um, sure, sure. Yeah. And I feel it. I feel it. it, it it's definitely the same thing. I mean, I, th- I think it's like anything. It's like the, the whole 10,000 hour thing. You know, you just got to keep doing it until you until you get it right. And maybe you never get it perfect, but you do get better and better. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You do. You do. And I and I see like I read, you know, some things that people wrote in the beginning of their career and I read what they write now, you know, and and although what they wrote was really good, what they're writing now is awesome, you know. Um, Yeah. And I definitely feel that way. I mean, I think if uh, if someone were to ask me what's my favorite story, I'm going to I'm going to fall back on that on that first one just because it was such a fun experience. But but the writing of these last two are is definitely so much better that I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I won't say I'm embarrassed about the writing in the first one, mm-hmm. but I definitely can see that I'm, I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. That's awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's a craft, it's a skill, you know. It is, for yeah. sure, for sure. Oh, that's great. Good for you. So um, you said that, that Live in Love Again was your favorite that you had written, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what would you say, what do you think is your all-time favorite novel? Oh, um, well, you know, the, uh, I, I don't know, I guess, um, 
the the brothers Karanava. I'm not even sure I'm saying that right, but Dostoyevsky's uh, novel. It's a classic, and um and and that's what just came to my mind. And I, and I, I again, I think I sound a little cliche picking a classic, but just the the complication of all those characters and how he was able to really um, give each character so much personality. I really felt like I knew all the players in the story. So I think maybe, um, uh, and then of course I would, I could list off a number of King books that I love. Mm. And, and so for me, I think it comes down to if I can really be endeared to a character um, that that's what makes me like, like a story. Uh, sometimes the plot maybe doesn't matter as much as if I really enjoy the, the characters. Yeah. I agree with you there. You know, um, the, I think the character is what matters. The character is what reaches out and grabs you, you know, um, and and keeps your interest going. You know, you want to see what happens to this person, you know. Um, right, you, for sure. Yeah, you want to take this journey with them. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm not familiar with that first that first novel that you mentioned. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a, a Russian author and. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a story of, um, I guess I would summarize it. Uh, it it's a story of uh, kind of doubting your faith, um, and uh, I think probably when it was written, there was some real struggles with, you know, uh, uh, as the Russian Revolution was ongoing, as people were trying to determine, you know, kind of was faith more important or was, you know, kind of following the Russian philosophy um, of of less, uh, of more of a socialist. Uh, mindset so i think i think it was written for its time for sure oh great i'll have to look at that that's great um all right so jan uh do you like to to receive fan mail or hear from from your readers and our listeners yes for sure i'd love that all right and how would they get a hold of you you are you on facebook i do i have a page uh jan gale um on on facebook so people can reach me there, and and, that's Gale, uh, and I G A Y L E. That's correct. Okay. So yeah, that that's definitely the best way. I, I do have a web page, um, and then it's uh, it, it's not something that I, I I've found to be a very successful marketing tool. The social media platforms um, are are more successful right now. Um, so, so yeah, Facebook is definitely the, the best way to, to contact me. And of course you can find me on, on bold strokes books as well. So, okay. I believe that's where I found you. So great. All right. So, um, uh, I, I wanted to ask you too, because, uh, I noticed, I guess I might've been on bold strokes website. Um, are you, um, part of your retirement from the air force do you make furniture is that what i read yeah actually um so it is my goal and it appears that it's actually coming to fruition that i will retire kind of a second retirement if you will in march of this coming year um so about 10 months away and we will move full-time to uh, a, a cabin slash home uh, that we have in Hamas Springs, which is north of Albuquerque, about an hour and a half. Uh, so it's outside the city. And I will I will build furniture. Um, I, I do it part-time now. Um, I do a lot of custom builds for people. I do some wooden gifts. Um, 
uh, things like that. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's my, kind of my passion. Um, my uh, the first character uh, in Live and Love Again, uh, Live and Love Again, is actually also a woodworker and craftsman, and uh, and she, like I said, she's based loosely on on my personality i think so it was she was really easy to write <laughs> you'd have to do a lot of research for that one <laughs> i didn't have to think real hard on what she would do in certain situations oh, that's, great. that's great and you didn't have to do research on you know uh woodworking or, or making yeah yeah oh, that's awesome. yeah yeah that's it. so um uh you know uh plug here for my woodworking you can find my woodworking on froggy builder one word.com froggy builder.com all right guys yeah check it out for sure yeah you can see um some of your your work and you have a new novel coming out in january of 2021 with bold strokes 2022 2022 we're in 2021 I, I know. It's like kind of we missed a whole year yes, there for. <laughs> I, I lost a year for sure. I know. Everybody. You're right. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're getting back to the business of, of living again, I guess. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, things, some things seem a little more normal right now. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. So. Well, Jan, it was so great talking with you, and it was so great having you on the show. Um, we are looking forward to, you know, your latest work coming out, um, and uh, and I hope that historical novel works out for you. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the opportunity to chat with you today. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all the time we have for today, and I'm Anita Kelly, and thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. So until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe out there, folks.